This week's episode will include uh, some NCAA men's basketball and women's basketball, the preseason rankings there, NCAA football, news, NFL results, all that, and a whole lot more on this week's edition of Sports to Show. We begin with the NFL and week nine results. It began with Thursday night football. The Green Bay Packers taking on a 49ers team that is not at full strength. Packers win 34-17. Broncos taking on the Falcons. Falcons uh, beat the Broncos, which shocked me. I thought the Broncos were going to be the better team, but I guess not. Seahawks, Bills. I got a lot of Seattle listeners. I know you don't want like hearing about this game. The Bills win 44-34. Bears, Titans, Titans win by a touchdown 24-17. Ravens taking on the Colts in Indianapolis. The Baltimore Ravens win 24-10. It was 10-3 at halftime. It ends 24. Excuse me, rather 10-7 at halftime ends 24-10. In a matchup that I think shocked some people, the Chiefs taking on the Panthers was actually close. Christian McCaffrey returned this game. This is the only game he has played in since. He has not been in this. A he's not been cleared to play for like the last two games, which is uh, a tough thing if you had him on fantasy. Anyway, Chiefs Panthers Chiefs win thirty three to thirty one. Lions Vikings Vikings win by two touchdowns thirty four to twenty. Giants and the Washington football team. The matchup for who is going to be in last place in the NFC East. Unless you're, I guess, the Cowboys. But everyone like still has a chance to win the East. Don't worry. Uh, Giants win 23-20. to 20. Texans-Jaguars. That matchup, who is going to be last in the AFC South? And it seems it will be the Jaguars. Texans win 27-25. Jaguars' one victory is over the Indianapolis Colts, though, so they have that to hold. Raiders-Chargers. The Las Vegas Raiders, they beat these. I almost said San Diego. They um, they beat the L.A. Chargers 31-26 to and did not blow a lead this game. I'd just like to point that out. Someone who did blow a lead was the Dallas Cowboys. They led by 19-9 to going into the fourth quarter. The Steelers score 15 and win 24 to 19. Dolphins Cardinals, two very underrated teams in my opinion. Especially the Dolphins, but the Cardinals aren't getting as much respect as they deserve, especially from me and I apologize to my uh, Cardinal fan listeners. I'll admit, you are a good team and I was wrong. The Dolphins win 34-31. In this matchup, Saints-Buccaneers, Sunday Night Football, the matchup that a lot of people thought was going to be very good was good if you don't like Tom Brady. The Buccaneers scored three points in the entire game, and that was in the fourth quarter. Saints win 38-3. Patriots-Jets, Monday Night Football. It looked like the Jets were going to beat the Patriots, but they scored 13 in the fourth quarter to win 30 to 27. 
Bengals, Browns, Rams, and Eagles were on a bye for week nine. Week 10 results. Let's start. It started with an AFC South matchup. The Indianapolis Colts taking on the Tennessee Titans. I had the Colts uh, winning, and I was horribly wrong. Excuse me, right now, I had the Titans winning. I was wrong. Colts win 34-17. Raiders taking on the Broncos. The Raiders win 37-12. Yeah, it's been a rough time being a Broncos fan. Browns-Texans. 10-7 is the final score, I'd like to add. Cleveland Browns win, and then the Texans still 2-7. The Lions winning 30-27 over the Washington football team. Good for Detroit. Uh, I know they were happy about that. Packers-Jaguars was closer than it should have been. 24-20, the final score. Giants-Eagles. And the Giants lost to the Eagles, ladies and gentlemen. Did not expect to see that at all. So the Giants, now 3-7. and seven, And I believe they might actually be in first place. Or at least tied with the Cowboys. When you lose to the Saints, you have to beat the Panthers. And that's exactly what the Buccaneers did. 46-23, the final score. The Dolphins... Just continue to be a good team. They beat the LA Chargers 29 to 21. In the best game of the week, in my opinion, Arizona Cardinals, Buffalo Bills comes down to a DeAndre Hopkins touchdown. He has three defenders in front of him. He goes on top of them and catches the ball to win the game for the Arizona Cardinals 32 to 30. Rams, Seahawks, the LA Rams. Beating the Seattle Seahawks 23-16. Saints 49ers. You know what, man? I thought at the beginning of the season this was going to be a better game. But when you have almost all of your team hurt, like the 49ers do, Saints win 27-13. steelers Bengals final score 36-10. Unsurprising there. This was the most surprising result of the week. Ravens 17 New England Patriots, 23. The New England Patriots being the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night football. Then finally, on Monday night football, we had the Vikings and the Bears. The Vikings win 19-13. The Bears, I don't even know who their starting quarterback is now. I really don't. I think Mitch is still hurt. Nick Foles got hurt during that game as well. Now they go to the third string. It'll be interesting, to say the least. With that, we now move to week 11. It's time for that preview. We got the Dolphins taking on the Broncos. Dolphins are a way better team than the Denver Broncos. Even if you are in Denver, the last Denver Broncos home game to have fans, and the next three won't have fans, Dolphins are going to win that game. Eagles-Browns is the Fox game of the week in the 1 o'clock hour, I'm pretty sure, or at least it is for me. And the Browns are going to beat the Eagles in that matchup at First Energy Stadium in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. Saints-Falcons. Falcons are 3-6. and six. Saints are 4-1 at home. Saints get that victory. Bengals at the Washington football team. You know, the Bengals are horrible on the road. I'm calling Washington getting that victory. Lions-Panthers. Who's going to win? Well, it's going to be the Panthers. Even though they don't have 
Christian McCaffrey. It's going to be okay. Mike Davis is actually becoming, like he was earlier in the season, a great backup for Christian McCaffrey. Steelers-Jaguars. Steelers are going to win that game, but it'll only be by a touchdown. Calling it right now. Titans-Ravens. It's the CBS, uh, their game of the week. You want to know how I know? It's because they got Tony Romo at that game. When you have Tony Romo, that means that's your big game. And who's going to win that game? Well, it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens. I just don't trust this Tennessee Titans team as much. The New England Patriots taking on the Texans in Houston. Patriots going to get that victory. Jets, Chargers. Jets are not going to beat the Chargers. I'm calling that right now. There is no way it's going to happen. And if it does, I need to find some. Uh... Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Fox's game of the week is the Packers at the Colts. I'm telling you what, that's going to be a great game. And the Packers are going to win by a touchdown. Cowboys, Vikings in Minnesota. Minnesota, 1-3 and three at home. But Cowboys are 0-4. On the road, they will be 0-5. Vikings win by three. No, wait. They're going to win by two touchdowns by Dolphin Cook. Calling it right now. Sunday Night Football, Chiefs at Raiders. Who's going to get that victory? Well, the only loss for the Chiefs is against the Raiders. They're not going to let that happen again. Chiefs win. And then finally, we have the Monday Night Football matchup. The LA Rams, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Very difficult, but if I have to go with my gut, I just have to go with this uh, Buccaneers team. As much as I want the Rams to win, Buccaneers are going to win, but it will be by only a touchdown. We had the Thursday night football matchup of Cardinals at Seahawks. We'll talk about that next week, and there you have it. There is your NFL News of the week. By the way, Drew Brees now on the injured reserve list with it. now 11 cracked ribs and punctured lung. He will miss at least three games. Taysom Hill will start in that matchup. We move to NCAA football. IU defeated. You know what? IU is ranked ninth which is the best since they were ranked fourth in 1967. They will take, they took on Ohio State. We'll give you those results next week. But we go back to week 10 of college football. It's Clemson-Notre Dame. It was the matchup of the week, and it was an exciting one. It went to double overtime, and Notre Dame wins 47-40. to Notre Dame becomes the number two seed in the AP 25 poll. Clemson becomes number four. We also had number 13 IU at the time beat number 23 Michigan, 38 to 21. That's when people realized IU might be a good team. Florida beat Georgia, proving that Florida is the second best team in the SEC right now. There were a couple of canceled games in week 11. There were a whole lot more in week 12. Week 11. The number 12-ranked Georgia Bulldogs taking on Missouri. That was postponed. Coastal Carolina versus Troy was postponed. Number three, Ohio State taking on Maryland was just canceled. Texas A&M versus Tennessee was postponed. Auburn versus Mississippi State was postponed. Alabama taking on LSU 
was also postponed. But in week 11, we didn't have an interesting ending to a game. It was Wake Forest taking on the University of North Carolina. Wake Forest leads 45-24 to at halftime. Wake Forest loses 59-53. They blew a 45-24 to lead. That's just like blowing a 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl. It was interesting, to say the least. Well, for week 12 of college football, as we said, there were more games canceled or postponed. I saw a stat that uh, 55 total games were canceled, which is 13.6 of the total games that were happening in week 12. They were, they were, they were either canceled or postponed, which is... Int- I feel bad for uh, the really the television crews and stuff because you have your cameras on the road and then... Oh, by the way, we're here, and your game's being canceled. And that's exactly what happened with the Clemson-Florida game. Clemson-Florida State, hours before kickoff, was just, I was it, I think it was postponed, or I can't remember if it's canceled or postponed. It's, it's a difficult time right now. They're like, it's canceled. No, it's actually postponed. You never know. Anyway, uh, Ole Miss versus Texas A&M was postponed. Michigan State taking on Maryland was canceled. Wake Forest taking on Duke was canceled. Houston taking on SMU was postponed. The number 15 ranked Marshall team taking on Charlotte was postponed. Louisiana ranked 24th was taking on Central Arkansas. That was postponed. Texas, Kansas was postponed. Miami taking on Georgia Tech was postponed. Arizona State taking on Colorado postponed. Tulane. By the way, taking on number 25, Tulsa, was not postponed. It happened on Thursday and was very exciting. It went to two overtimes during that game. How did we get there? Well, we had the Tulsa team. They score a last play touchdown. It was the final thing you could do. They scored a touchdown to get to overtime. And then a 96-yard pick six gave it a 30-24 to 24 final. You heard me reference the top 12, 25 rankings. Here are the official ones. Alabama is first. Notre Dame second. Ohio State is third. Clemson is fourth with a 7-1 record. Texas A&M is fifth. Florida is sixth. Cincinnati, seventh. BYU is Eighth, no changes there. IU went up one to become ninth, obviously the highest ranking since they were four in 1967. Wisconsin is in 10th. Oregon is 11th, unchanged there. Miami drops three positions. They are now 12th. Georgia is 13th. Oklahoma State, 14th. Marshall and Coastal Carolina both tied at 15th as they are 7-0. and then we have at 17th, it's Iowa State. Oklahoma is 18th. Northwestern undefeated at 19th. USC is 20th. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Not the insurance, but the university is 8 0 and 21st. Texas, 22nd. Auburn is 23rd. Louisiana, 24th. Tulsa is 25th. North Carolina also received a whole bunch of votes to be in there but they ultimately did not make it. 
SMU dropped from the rankings. And there you have it. There is really the uh, football news of the week. Have you heard of Anchor? It is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free way to make a podcast. You don't have to pay. You can edit the podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to many places, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can make money from your podcast with barely any listens. You can download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. We not only have some football news, we have some basketball news. The NCAA tournament, usually played in lots of different cities, is set to most likely take place in one city for the entire tournament. And Indianapolis is the heavy favorite right now to be the site. It could still take place in March, but it is able to be moved. That is something the NCAA announced. NCAA basketball returning Wednesday, the 25th, which is an exciting time. Here are your preseason rankings for men and women's basketball. Uh, Gonzaga first, Baylor second, Villanova third, Virginia fourth, Iowa is in fifth, Kansas is sixth, Wisconsin is seventh, Illinois is eighth, Duke is ninth, Kentucky is in 10th. That's your top 10. 11th is Creighton. Creighton uh, has like a COVID outbreak, so they aren't going to play for a couple of weeks. Tennessee is in 12th. Michigan State is 13th. Texas Tech is 14th. West Virginia 15th. North Carolina all the way back in 16th. Rare sight for me, at least. Usually a top 10. Houston is 17th. They keep getting better and better every year. Arizona State is 18th. Texas is 19th. Oregon, 20th. Florida State, 21st. They were the ACC uh, champions, I believe, in their ACC tournament. UCLA, USC, UCLA. I apologize if I offended UCLA fans. You are 22nd. Ohio State, very good at football, is also good at basketball. They are ranked 23rd. Rutgers are 24th. And Jawan Howard's Michigan Wolverines, they're 25th. Others receiving votes included LSU and Memphis and Florida. They had a lot of votes, as did Alabama. So, still, this is just preseason rankings. We got to remember that. We still got a whole lot of action happening before March. For the women's side of things, South Carolina is ranked first. Stanford is ranked second. The always successful UConn team ranked third. Baylor fourth. Louisville is ranked fifth. Mississippi State is ranked sixth. Arizona seventh. NC State is eighth. UCLA is ranked ninth. Oregon, coming off the Sabrina UNESCO era, is ranked 10th. Kentucky 11th. Maryland ranked 12th. Texas A&M 13th. Arkansas is 14th. Iowa State 15th. Big Ten fans for Indiana Rejoice. Your team is 16th in the women's side of things. Same cannot be said for the men's side of things. They were unranked in the preseason rankings. Northwestern ranked 17th. Oregon State 18th. DePaul is 19th. 
Ohio State is 20th, Gonzaga 21st, Notre Dame is 22nd, Syracuse and the Fighting Oranges, and that's what I will call them, is 23rd, Missouri State from the Missouri Valley Conference is 24th, and Michigan is 25th. Interestingly enough, Michigan is 25th for the men's and women's side of things, so that is something I don't think, I at least didn't expect to see that. We move to NBA news. Here is the official tentative schedule. It is set to tip off December 22nd, a month from the recording of this podcast. The 16th of May is when the regular season will end. And then the NBA tournaments for the finals begin May 22nd. And end July 22nd, if it goes to Game 7. This will be 72 games long, and the schedule will be released in halves, which is something different. The first half of the season is December 22nd through March 4th. Uh, Then the other half of the season, we don't actually know when it will be. Each team will play three... each. Team will play its conference members three different times, and teams out of conference will be playing twice for a total of 42 conference teams and 30 non-conference teams. Postponed games will be played in the second half of the season. So that's why we really don't know when it's going to start and end. It ends May 16th. That's all we know. Due to Canada's coronavirus restrictions, the Toronto Raptors will now be called the Tampa Bay Raptors. They will be playing in the MLI Arena in Tampa, Florida, home of the NHL champions, Tampa Bay Lightning, by the way. Just wanted to point that out. Well, bad news for Warriors fans. Clay Thompson once again out for the entire season. This time, a right ACL tear. They do have some good news for Golden State. With the second pick in the draft, they selected Memphis's own James Wiseman. Georgia's Anthony Edwards went number one. LaMelo Ball, LaMelo Ball, I apologize, you could not hear the B. LaMelo Ball went to Charlotte for the Hornets, so congrats to them. Here are some other picks that are good in my opinion. Again, this is my opinion. No one else's really. Uh, New York Knicks getting Obi Toppin at 8th from Dayton is great. Tyrese Halliburton to the Kings at 12th is great. Oklahoma City drafting Cassius Winston of Michigan State at 53. I thought Cassius was a top 40 player. He will be playing for Washington, that pick being traded away. So Cassius Winston going to be joining the Washington Wizards. And there are some of the players I feel you are going to have to know from this draft. Now we move to the interesting part of the year. It's free agency time. Fred Van Fleet is the first player we are going to talk about. He got a new four-year deal. He will be staying with the Toronto Raptors, who are the Tampa Bay Raptors. Montrezl Harrell 
stays in L.A., but now he's a Laker. The former Clipper was a sixth man of the year candidate by far. Dwight Howard is going to be a 76er now. Joe Harris staying in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Joe Harris, not a lot of people talk about him, but he was very important uh, for this Brooklyn team without Kevin Durant. I saw, I saw a lot of him. He was very good. De'Aaron Fox got a five-year, $163 million Supermax deal. He will be staying with the Kings. That is the richest contract the Kings have ever given out. Gordon Hayward is no longer a Boston Celtic. He's going to be a Hornet in Charlotte. Uh, the original thought was he was going to be an Indiana Pacer. That did not happen. Chris Paul and Jay Crowder are going to now be on the Phoenix Suns. So good for them. Playoff Rondo. Ray John Rondo is now an Atlanta Hawk. Tristan Thompson is a Celtic. He's leaving the Cleveland Cavaliers. Serge Ibaka will be with Kawhi Leonard once again, this time in Los Angeles. He was formerly a Toronto Raptor. Avery Bradley has left the Lakers, and he is now going to be on the Heat. Drew Holiday, a former Pelican, is now a Milwaukee Buccaneer. Steven Adams is a New Orleans Pelican. That'll be getting, that will be difficult to get used to for me. Kelly Oubre is now a Warrior, which is great. Uh, he's a former Suns player. In total, now there's a whole lot more free agency news. I'm not going to bore you with every single player. But according to Bobby Marks on Twitter, this was midnight at this past midnight on Saturday, the 21st. Actually, it was Sunday, the 22nd, when it was officially tweeted. 85% of NBA roster spots are filled. 15 total teams have four, over 14 players on their spot. And this is all in 30 hours of free agency, by the way. 85% of spots are filled. Did not expect to see that at all. We move from the NBA to now MLS soccer. The playoffs have officially begun. There were eight teams for the West, 10 for the East. Here's how the Eastern Conference playoffs are different than the West. There are play-in rounds. The 7 and 10 team faced off. The winner of that matchup would be the 7th team and face Toronto FC. The 8th and 9th seed also faced off. The winner of that match would be the 8th seed and take on Philadelphia Union. Those matchups already happened. Nashville SC wins 3-0, 3-0 over Inter-Miami to advance to the actual playoffs now. New England Revolution scoring a last-second goal beat the Montreal Impact. They will be taking on the Philadelphia Union. So here is the official playoff matchups. In the east side of things, the Philadelphia Union will be taking on the New England Revolution. Orlando City SC going to be taking on New York City FC. Columbus Crew taking on the New York Red Bulls. And Toronto FC taking on Nashville. Nashville's a fun city, by the way. 
If you've never been, you need to go there. It's amazing. Sporting Kansas City on the west side of things is the number one seed. They will be taking on the San Jose Earthquakes. Minnesota United taking on the Colorado Rapids. That's the four and five seed. The number three, Portland Trailblazers. Not Portland Trailblazers. Apologies. Portland Timbers are going to be taking on FC Dallas. And then the Seattle Sounders taking on LAFC. That's a matchup that is going to be a good one. The conference semifinals begin November 29th. We will have all round one results on the next edition of Sports the Show. And with that, we finished your main news of the week. We have some positive news of the week. I know in 2020, positive news is very difficult to find. And you might not feel this is positive, but I do. Chris Cody is a producer for ESPN's Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gotts. It is on ESPN Plus and ESPN Radio. Recently, ESPN has laid off many, many producers and other uh, non-talent, as it is called, it is not saying they aren't talented, but when you are on TV, you're called the talent, even though some of those guys aren't really talented. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, Chris Cody was one of the producers. He was laid off. Cody has been a part of the Dan Levitard show since 2012 and had an honor presence that was uh, very much enjoyed by his fans. Wednesday... November 11th, 2020, the show finally returned after the Monday and Tuesday. They did not have a show due to a hurricane in Florida where the show takes place. Dan Lebetard on the Wednesday, November 11th show said, I was, quote, blindsided. And here's a long quote. Well, I'm going to hire Chris Cody as my personal assistant to fill the role with a raise on his present salary to fill the role vacated by Allison Turner, end quote. Allison Turner used to be a part of the show. Her job was to book guests on the show. Turner now works at ESPN's Bristol, Connecticut campus. Dan will be paying Chris Cody for his whole salary, which is very cool by him. So now Chris Cody is the personal assistant of Dan Lebertard and is able to be on the ESPN show. So that is great news to come out for him. I know we, it's been a difficult time for all of us. Uh, layoffs are bound to happen, and to see Chris still be able to do his job, it is great news. Well, it's it, this is it. We have finished this week's edition of Sports the Show. Before then, NCAA basketball, as I said, returning Wednesday the 25th. On the 26th, which is Thanksgiving, by the way, at 1.30 p.m. on Fox, 
number six ranked Kansas taking on number one Gonzaga during the Fort Myers tip-off. That is your game of the week. It will be an exciting one. It will be one that you're going to see a lot of highlights for. And it could be a major part of the 2021 March Madness Tournament. But that's it. We have finished this week's edition of Sports the Show. If you want to see show updates and more, the best way to get all that news is this. You have to follow Max G Sports on Twitter. M is capitalized. M-A-X, capital G, capital S-P-O-R-T-S, Max G Sports, available on Twitter. If you don't want to do that, but still want to be on the show, well, here's what you should do. Leave us a voice message via Anchor to be on the show. That is in the episode description. Sports the show available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, Bullhorn FM, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. We will see you next week. We have a whole lot more free agency news probably. And at the very least, we have football and soccer to talk about. Thank you for listening. Good night, everybody.